0: And now, and now, and now, item, 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 with Tommy Lee, item, with With Tommy Tommy Lee, item, I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the item podcast, my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time, and today I look back at begging to get a job back and then walking away from it to go somewhere that I'd always wanted to live. Oh yeah, and my life almost completely falls apart. All this as I continue the strange story of my 30 years in radio as that anniversary approaches. So here comes part 3 of 4. 30 Years in Radio, part 3. WIRX reprise and the front range. Item 118. WIRX became radio station number 2 version 2.0 sometime in late 1998. With my return came additional duties for enough additional money to allow my life to breathe a tiny little bit again. I took over the production department again and redesigned it, creating red books filled with forms and processes to streamline everything. I was very proud of that work, and I still am, and I'm pretty sure that absolutely none of it still exists 20 years on in that company. Uh, the company began adding radio stations about that time, too. I helped launch Y Country when we took over the Cozy Station in Bridgeman. As we all did, I helped John Vance launch the original 94.9 The Coast, which was rushed into existence when the adult station in town just packed up and moved away, something that was very unusual back then that seems to happen all the time in this industry now. When we launched The Coast, it killed off, let's call it, (laughs) radio station number six, Cool FM 94.9 WYKL, Bridgman, Michigan. It was an oldie station, and I got to uh, voice the midday or the afternoon show on it before my midday or afternoon gig on IRX. I forget which was which. I honestly struggle to remember which it was now. My friend Steve Goff tracked whichever show I wasn't doing after his morning show on Y-Country. I think he was the afternoon guy. The cool station was a blast. There's an energy to the music of the 1950s and 60s that just pulls your performance on the air right out of you. There's a reason why oldies DJs, real oldies DJs, always sound so damn happy. It's because there's a purity to the music and the energy is absolutely intoxicating. In my opinion, it's better for live radio, which makes it all the sadder that almost none of those stations have live people on them anymore. Of course, I feel the same way when I talk about a classic rock radio station, but those are rarer than eyebrows and eggs now. My new gig in the building between production and two radio jobs and everything else... Uh, Came with its own corner office with my own door to the outside, which my friends Diana and Tammy would use all the time to go outside and grab a smoke because they had the adjoining cubicles and everybody smoked cigarettes back then. Once again, I was very happy at WIRX. I even did another musical at Twin City Players. Life was good. I felt very stable. I felt very happy. So obviously something was about to change. What it ended up being early in 2000 was a phone call from a friend and former WIRX program director, also a hockey brother, who invited me to come out and see if the fit was right for me to join his air staff at KKFM in... Oh, wait, sorry. Radio station number 7, KKFM-FM, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And it turned out that, yes, the fit was good on both sides. After much discussion with the first wife, who was still around at this point, even if barely... We decided to move our little family out west, minus the cat that we hated because he was mean to our very young son, who was never cruel to him. We gave him away. The cat, not the kid. So I quit IRX, leaving on my own this time, and they gave me a really nice send-off, something that I hadn't had the first time. I felt appreciated, I felt respected, I started to wonder if maybe I was making a mistake. But my first and only chance of working in a top 100 radio market awaited and I was determined to make the most of it. KKFM in Colorado Springs was quite an experience for me. I was doing middays in the market with three and then four rock stations, three of them in the city, playing classic rock. The radio market actually was lively enough in the springs to justify a weekly column in the newspaper just to discuss what was happening on the radio dial. I was also the imaging director at the stations, responsible for the station ID-type stuff on KKFM, and our oldie station, and our news station, and, in theory, the top 40 station. But they mostly did their own stuff, and I focused on the other three. I was given the chance to help out in the newsroom on KVOR every once in a while because I had some news experience, and I struggled to keep up with the imaging part of the job. I had ideas, and I did the work, but a lot of what I designed for them ended up being rejected. I'm the first to admit that I probably had the chops for a small or medium market radio imaging job, but imaging a big market station, let alone a cluster of them, was beyond my ability. I turned 30, very miserably and without my family, a very short time after I first moved out there. My family arrived in Colorado a couple of months after I did. Things were tense, and they just became more so. In February, my marriage was over. In April, when I returned from a vacation to visit a friend down in Tampa, My job was over, too. My friend who hired me was the guy who had to fire me. I burned this bridge. I was pissed. I hated that company and I didn't care about being the bigger person this time. Screw them. I moved my entire life, my entire family out there and everything fell apart. I still feel that way. The company stopped existing ten years later and... I didn't care. Colorado Springs had a shitload of radio stations in it in 2001. But at that time, in that place, getting fired somewhere, anywhere, turned you into radio poison. Finally, I landed part-time work at one of the other classic rock stations in town. <laughs> radio station number 8, Mother 96-1. K-M-O-M-F-M, Colorado Springs. Yep, K-Mom. The irony being that one of the big imaging successes that I'd enjoyed on KKFM had come when that station launched. Little digs that we ran on the air that I wrote up and produced that said things like, I don't know about you, but my mother doesn't know a thing about classic rock. And since they had the Bob and Tom show, our Bob and Tom actually live in Colorado Springs. Bob Ely and Tommy Lee, middays and afternoons on 98.1 KKFM, blah, 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 and so on. And now the station I'd had some success poking with the stick was now my life raft in the Centennial State. It was part-time work on a clear channel radio station, and when you worked for a clear channel station back then in that capacity, chances were that you were going to work for all of them. So enter... Radio station number 9, KCCY, my first country station, and... Radio station number 10, KVU, KVUU, my fourth top 40 station. And Radio station number 11, KKLI. I think those were the call letters. My first easy listening station. And even, get this. Radio station number 12. Station whose name I can't even remember. In Farmington and Aztec, New Mexico. A clear channel station almost identical to Mother 96-1. I recorded shows and I sent them down the line to them. I did at least a half dozen shows there and never once walked through their door. Okay, I stopped writing long enough to look the station up. It was KZRRFM in Farmington, Aztec. Alright. Anyway, between all those stations, I had plenty of hours between them, but it was something just north of Starving Wage with no benefits because I was a part-time employee. And I was now a single father who was still struggling to recover from the financial disaster of five years earlier... Now also dealing with a divorce, I needed the bennies. Colorado Springs was not going to work out. I owed friends money, which was humiliating. I was desperate. I couldn't find a full-time gig anywhere. I tried and failed to get a metro traffic job because, let's face it, TV pretty I ain't. And that was the final nail. In July of 2001, my son and I came back home to Southwest Michigan, me my tail between my legs. It was humiliating but I had to hit the reset button. I'm not looking for your sympathy here, by the way. Please understand that. I'm just trying to put down for the record what's come to pass in these last 30 years of working in radio. So anyway, I came back to St. Joseph, Benton Harbor about 16 months after I'd left to conquer the front range of the Rockies and nearly died on their slopes. I was blonde now, which was hilarious. I was chain-smoking, I was depressed, I was drinking too much, and I was desperately trying to piece myself back together. I didn't figure I had much of a prayer at getting a third shot at WIRX, and I was right. But along came the opportunity that has become home, the place that I've spent half of my career at. South Bend would come to the rescue once again, and this time without Hanson and the freaking Spice Girls. This installment of a very personal, true story has been the Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee. It's the item podcast item comes out now and then whether it needs to or not here at audio boom. And it's your favorite podcasty type place item doesn't follow a regular schedule. So if you want to hear it, subscribe to it. I'll wrap this story up next Wednesday on Halloween, the 30th anniversary of being hired for my very first radio job item is part of the opt-in on demand family of podcasts now available in special monster cereal flavors. Try the blue bear. This has been item with Tommy Lee.